Seeing Christ in movies. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you start, Hello. You starting? I'm starting. We're starting. Hello. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to Two of the Saints. Are we stoked again? Hey, check us out. Two weeks in a row. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yes. Will it be two weeks in a row? No. <laughs> two weeks this month. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Lordy. We're all excited. Hey, thanks for your welcome, warm welcome to us back. We had several comments and stuff. People saying, hey, glad to have you back. Yes. That's nice. Instead of, go away. <laughs> Well, we have we have a couple. We got we got a show for you today. Yes. Oh, we do. It's, you asked that like a question. We do. We do. <laughs> Am I a part of it? <laughs> <laughs> Was I informed? Oh, well, we got to say our names. We forgot last time. Yes. My name is RC. This is Allison. This is Tyrone. This is Bridget. This is Carrie. This is Andrew. We are seeing Christ in a movie today. What? what? What's the song? Seeing Christ in a <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> A little more heart this time. Seeing Christ in movies. He changed the key, the octave. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we're gonna see Christ in movies actually today. With any luck. With any luck. Um, it's a movie. Who? Someone told us about this movie, RC. Do you remember who it was? I don't know if anybody told us about it. I just seen it on a Netflix and or Prime, and I read up on it a little bit. Okay. And I saw the actors in it, and I thought, oh, this might be a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. So, so we watched it. Yeah. You and I did, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah, that's a pretty cute movie. Yep. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, we tied them, tied them down, and taped their eyelids back, and <laughs> said, "Watch <laughs> this." It was painful. They're still shuddering from the experience. Well, it's no worse than the other movie we were challenged to watch. We need a drum roll. It's not a drum roll. Well, it's hard because these notes aren't colored. <laughs> Oh, all right. So we're going to make a game out of it. Yes. Well, I mean, I thought we saw, was it called Bottle Shop? Hmm, maybe. Yeah, it was Bottle Shop. It or was what? <laughs> he thought he was making up a name. That is correct, Andrew. Wait, wait, wait! I'm looking for it. <laughs> That's a good well, when job. He first tried to remember. He was calling it Wine Stoppers. Yes, Wine, wine Stoppers. stoppers. That's right. Yeah, he's like Wine Stoppers. You thought it was Crime Stoppers. That's what I thought he was calling. Mr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you thought it was Shock Top? Yeah. Shock yes. Top. Yep. Shock Top. Uh, and then we just started going crazy with it. Yeah. So we had what? Shock and all? Shock and all. Shock and all. Decanter Decanter jolt. jolt. Yes. <laughs> but, but the name, as Andrew said, is Mom Shock. <laughs> yes. I guess, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. At all, he's like, so we watching Wine Stoppers. So all right, so the name of the movie is Bottle Shop. Yes, it is the story of the early days of California wine making. What? Yeah, it's a movie about wine making. We are doing a podcast on a movie about wine making. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus turned water into wine. He, he did. He made it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he did. He did. 
So uh, it features what has now become known as the infamous blind Paris wine tasting of 1976. The year some of us were born. Okay, the year one of us was born. <laughs> so in America's bicentennial, they, we did this blind Paris wine tape because at the time, French wine was like the only kind of wine to drink. The wine. The wine. Yes. Um, so this uh, this event has become known as the Judgment of Paris. Um, I, you know, just as we we're talking about French wine at this time, it reminds me of these French wine people, um, the snobs. Mm -hmm. Somebody calls them in the movie. Um, I see them like the Pharisees. You know, you see Jesus coming out of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. So they had this attitude of nothing good comes out of America, basically, right. particularly California. Their wines shouldn't be any good, mm -hmm. so. Well, they just don't even, they don't compare. Right, they yes. Real place. wine apparently comes from <laughs> France. You know, even Italy, we know a lot of Italian vineyards and stuff, but nope. France was it. And uh, so, spoilers, just, I mean, I say source. The whole thing is known as the Judgment of Paris, so. <laughs> right. It's a historical. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And so it's got Alan Rickman, mm -hmm. um, you know, Sever, or not, so, yeah, Sever Snape, uh, or uh, as I knew him first, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cut your heart out with a spoon. He doesn't say that in this movie. He's a wine merchant, yes. so no. <laughs> <laughs> he uses a bottle cork or something. I don't so he's know. this English wine lover who has set up a an academy, a an wine academy, academy. Yes. yes, a wine academy, academy de vino or vinet something. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and he himself is even kind of trying to break into this. Yeah, the French wine scene. Kind of French mm -hmm. wine scene, um, and is is not being very successful. Mm -hmm. um, so he he is actually the one who comes up with this idea of he contacts all these top French wine connoisseurs. And, um, gets them to participate in this blind taste test. And so he's now kind of curating all the wines that are going to be a part of this mm -hmm. wine taste test. So he goes over to California to uh, find some California wines. Yes. Um, I, it's such a fun movie. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of neat, uh, a lot of characters. So there's Alan Rickman who plays that guy. Bill mm -hmm. Pullman is this, is in this, um, you know, the president, what's his name from Independence Day. Uh, he is, he owns Chateau, Chateau Montalena, yes, Chateau Montalena, which is the winery that kind of stakes California's claim in the wine scene, if you will. Yes. And he was an attorney. Yes. Who kind of went with this passion mm -hmm. for winemaking at a, uh, you know, a little bit later in his life. And, Took a chance on this new thing. Yeah, yeah. This, this. He left it all, yes, to follow, to follow a vision, yes. mm -hmm. follow a dream, mm -hmm. and uh, and he really staked everything on it. Yes. Like if he this did. failed, then he, he was done. He's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he got his son to work with him, mm -hmm. to go with him. His son is played by Chris Pine, mm -hmm. or Captain Kirk. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Steve yes. Trevor, yes, he was not Wonder Woman, but he was in the movie Wonder Woman. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Hollywood these days, they, even men playing women. Are you shaking your wagon fingers? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was doing. <laughs> so, um, do we want to play the trailer for the movie at all? No, we'll skip that. Uh, so anyway, homeboy, what's who, I'm looking at him, Steve Spurrier, mm -hmm. who is, or Steve, not the head coach, but yeah. the uh, Stephen Spurrier, the um, wine merchant, merchant, yeah, yeah. Uh, the British guy in France, he's got an American friend who frequents his little shop, his little academy, he's like his only customer. <laughs> Maurice. Maurice, yes. And so, Frank, Frank, what's his name? Dennis Farina. Oh, that was the other guy, yes. Dennis Farina plays that guy. 
I can't think of anything else he was in. <laughs> in other movies for other characters. He, they were talking about something, and I guess he kind of threw the idea sort of at. He made what he said something that got Alan Rickman's character thinking. Yes. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll set up a taste test with the French wines and American wines. And well, he was being too selective about just the French wines. He'd said yes. wine Right, right, because he was telling him, because he, he says, you want to, yes, because it was a wine academy, but the only wines he had were right. all French wines. All were all French wines. Mm-hmm. Look at all these. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. So Stephen Spurrier goes over to America, to California, yeah. to visit some in the Sonoma Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Rosa and that area, and uh, to visit these different vineyards and taste their wines and pick some to take back for this taste test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I, I would like to kind of play this. There's this encounter where he first meets mm-hmm. Jim. He's <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen Spurrier is getting a taste of America in a lot of different ways. You okay. see him driving this yellow beat-up car. Of course, this is 76. And he's eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. And you see him look at it, and it all crunches, or whatever. And anyway, his car has had a flat tire. So he's on the side of the road, and here comes Bill Pullman's character. So obviously, that's the truck pulling up. Is that going loud for you? I got a better jack in the truck. Is there spare in that trunk? Oh, yes. And a first aid box with a snake bite kit. Uh, <laughs> all we'll need is the spare. <laughs> so, the Academy de Vin in Paris is going to give people instruction in California wine. Part of my thinking is I just have to be sure I'm not introducing anything completely unpalatable. Well, there are plenty of palatable wines and this country, you don't have to worry about that. Yes, well, my definition of palatable might be slightly different from yours. Why is that? Oh, years of total immersion in a nation devoted to its enological endeavors. Why can't just decide to be a vintner and then conveniently become one? There are dynasties <laughs> at play. Dynasties? That isn't true in California. I rest my case. You're a snob. <laughs> right there, you call It limits you. Mm. Well, thanks for your help, Mr. Barrett. Jim Barrett. I own Chateau Montalena. Conveniently, of course. <laughs> you see his face just drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, he calls him a snob right there. He says it limits you because mm-hmm. you only got one. And it totally reminds me of the Pharisees. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they... Oh, you can't just be some guy from Nazareth coming in. You have to be immersed in the law and immersed. You know, I just see that whole dynasty, dynasty at play of, you know, hey, this is religion is power kind of thing. It's part of the system. In many ways, the disciples are like that too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jesus had to renew their minds. thinking also. Yes. So anyway, after he's kind of insulted him, <laughs> his is the first vineyard he shows up to and, um, you know, tastes his wine. But then he actually pays for the wine tasting, yeah. which, which apparently around there in California at the time, nobody paid to taste the wine. So they were all kind of really surprised. Oh, he wants to pay us money to <laughs> taste our wine. So the word got around, hey, he's paying to taste wine. <laughs> so everybody started bringing them his wine, their wine. All right, so what else? So this is it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. As you can kind of tell by that little interchange between the two of them. Yes. So we have the, the father who um, Jim Barrett is, you know, he's um, Chateau Montalena, and, and his, his vision, kind of his goal is the perfect wine, right? And we have his son um, working alongside him, and then we also have this um, intern. Yeah that comes in to work with them during the um, harvest. And her name is Sam. And so in some aspects, we saw Jim as a picture of the father, the, the wine, mm-hmm. or the, the, the um, husbandman. The husbandman, the vintner. Yeah, the vintner. Um, 
vinedressers. <clears throat> and then we saw this, you know, his son, Bo, is a picture of the son mm -hmm. who is working alongside the father and um, toward the father's purpose. And then we saw Sam, this girl, actually, that mm -hmm. turned as a girl, as a picture of the bride. She's she's come alongside and she's now learning mm, truth. from yeah. the That's father good. and the son <clears throat> and, um, this purpose. And so there's this exchange between, I'm setting you up for this, there's this exchange between the father and Sam, the bride, picture of the bride, where they're, they're walking along um, the rows of vines mm -hmm. and um, they're having a conversation about um, the conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a pretty telling um, scene. You know, Sam arrives that day to work uh, and, you know, Jim just starts off talking and he says, well, Sam, this is where, we don't have a clip for this, I'm just going to try to read some of it. I might have it. Okay, you keep talking, but I might have it right here. Okay, okay. I can, yeah, okay. Well, Sam, uh, this is where uh, wine is made, the vineyard. And that vineyard's best fertilizer is its owner's footsteps. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's alluvial? Alluvial? Yeah. It's alluvial sedimentary volcanic soil. And Sam's response is dry. So, you know, she's got some, she has some history with working with vineyards, and so she's learning you know, from him. And Jim's like, yeah, right. But this is the tailing part that really stuck out to us. Um, he says, you want to limit the irrigation because mm, it yep. makes the vines struggle, intensifies the flavor. A comfortable grape, a well-watered, well-fertilized grape grows into a lazy ingredient of a lousy wine. So from hardship comes enlightenment. And uh, all of us around here have found that. Yes. <laughs> Oh. That is true mm -hmm. of the Lord. Um, it's through our struggles and Him uh, allowing us to struggle that a sweeter wine is produced. It's through sharing in His sufferings. Yes. yes. I mean, that's <clears throat> part of the call of yeah. the gospel. Yes. It is to not only share in the blessing, but to share in the suffering as well of the Lord. And there's an intimacy, mm -hmm. a very sweet intimacy that mm -hmm. comes out of that. <clears throat> like, you know, um, kind of the, the sweetness of the grape mm -hmm. that um, comes out of the sugar of the vine. The many flavors mm -hmm. that are produced or the yeah. whole facetedness of, of God mm -hmm. through his body. And this, honestly, this is one of the first things you see him teach Sam. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, really, there's yeah. no other instruction outside of this. He used to rise one day, but it's interesting that this is the first thing you actually see him teach her is mm -hmm. this. Like, so it's a really telling scene. And what's beautiful about this is that um, he's he is allowing or causing the vine to struggle for the um, for unto his purpose. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not just for the sake of the struggle. Yep. Mm -hmm. like, right. But it's 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 so that the purpose is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Which is really, I mean, this father, this this character, Jim Barrett, is after. I mean, he is, he is yes. about to make the perfect wine. Yep. Yes, especially when his son even says to him, I guess the thing called racking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in that time, or during that, whenever this was actually happening in the 70s, they, it was customary to rack the wine at least three times. But Jim wanted to do it, he did like, what, four or five? Four or five times. And his son's like, you don't need to do that. And he's like, nobody else is, nobody doing, else is doing it like that. And he was like, going to do it anyways. Yeah. 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 It's not perfect enough. It's not perfect. And racking, <laughs> when we're looking it up, it's this idea of it being filtered and refined mm -hmm. by pouring it into, you know, it's a way in which you put it from barrel to barrel. That's right. the refining process. Yes. And it, it, oxygen. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which prevents ox, uh, oxidation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It prevents the oxidation. So, yeah. I like that the part of the quote, a comfortable grape. Mm -hmm. A well watered, well fertilized mm -hmm. grows into a lazy ingredient of a lousy wine. Yes, oh man. No. Because out of, out of the, the hardship comes his sweet life. Yes. Mm -hmm. His enlightenment. His enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I did find, yeah. I also found it interesting the whole where he says, Sam, this is where the wine is made. The vineyard. Yes. We think the wine is made. When they crush it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the grapes crushed. Yes. Mixing it together. 
but he says it starts here. Yeah. This is where it's made. This is this is kind of the make or break yes. place. And the vineyard's best fertilizer is the owner's footsteps. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> come on. Well, I think it's a beautiful picture of the father. Mm -hmm. It is so um, participatory. He's he involved. Is, he is. It's really young. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, that high and sky god that's sitting back and just kind of watching. Mm -hmm. And he's daily walking in his vineyards, mm -hmm. yep. which is creating fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, man, that's good stuff there. Um, to go, kind of go along with that, which what we just said, where he says this is where wine is made in the vineyard, there's a part where um, Stephen Spurrier, Alan Rickman's character, is talking to another character in the movie, <laughs> where he says wine is sunlight. Oh, I think we have a clip about this, don't yes. we? This is the intro narration, I think. No, it's the one where homeboy, the first lines are Jim Barrett saying, it wasn't, no, it's Paul Bo Barrett saying, it wasn't always like this. Okay. But he may be narrating at some point. Where is that wine? Sunlight, this guy. Wine is sunlight held together by water. The poetic wisdom of the Italian physicist, philosopher, and stargazer Galileo Galilei. Was that all you got of that one? Okay. Well, he goes on to say, it all begins with the soil, the vine, the grape. Again, that's in the vineyard itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. The smell of the vineyard, like inhaling birth. Whoa, that's quite a description. Mm -hmm. It awakens some ancestral, some primordial, Anyway, some deeply imprinted and probably some conscious place in my soul. Just that Lord, you know, the Spirit, His Spirit having been dormant in us, within us kind of thing that, that we talk about. Yes. It awakens our spirit unto our Lord. <laughs> it's good stuff. So I saw that the wine is sunlight held together by water. Well, wine, we call it the new Jesus is Jesus sunlight held together by Jesus, <laughs> water. <laughs> I like the scene where there is a, um, a worker, um, a, field, a field hand. Mm -hmm. um, Gustavo? Gustavo? Yes, mm -hmm. I like Gustavo. He's secretly uh, a winemaker himself. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of an exchange between Gustavo and Jim once Jim learns that he's off, that Gustavo's also making wine. Yes. A uh, bit of a conflict of interest, I guess, um, a distraction mm -hmm. from what Jim is, you know, is, is on, trying to make this perfect wine, and here's one of his workers making his own wine. Mm -hmm. But since Jim's sort of new to this game, this um, wine-making game, Gustavo is a little bit frustrated. I think we have a clip. Oh, we do, too. yes. You think you can just buy your way into this? Take a few lessons, grow some grapes, make some good wine. You cannot do it that way. All right, all right. You have to have it in your blood. You have to grow up with the soil underneath your nails. That was it, huh? Yeah, it, it was a little shorter. It. But it goes on to say, he goes on to say, the smell of the grapes in the air that you breathe, the cultivation of the vine was an art form. The mm. refinement of the vine is a religion that requires pain and desire and sacrifice. Yes. And I just love this idea of Gustavo talking about the experience of working with this, um, these, these vines and this soil, that it's not just something that you can have like a little bit of an interest in. It has to be your passion and through your experience you come to know it and can create something wonderful because of what you have actually put into it, experienced with it. Yeah, it's like experiencing Christ together. Yes. We're born into this new life, this mm -hmm. new nature, which is Christ, and we're placed into a many-membered body and we get to experience this together. We go through hardship together, which brings about sweet aroma from the Lord. Yeah. But then 
also were being refined in that process too. And he, he says, uh, where is it at? I think you have to have it in your blood. You have to grow up with the soil. Mm -hmm. smell the grapes in the air. As you continue in the life, then you're able, like he was able to, is to taste wines and say what kind of grape it is. Yes. Uh -huh. What year it was made because it grew his discernment. Mm -hmm. Yes. The environment. That's good. Yep. And so I was telling Jim, you can't buy your way into this, just like we can't buy our way in. There's no shortcuts to knowing the Lord. But really, that wasn't Jim's heart either. So it was kind of an unfair right. exchange, yes. somewhat, but yeah. I still liked what Gustavo, the point yeah. he was making. So it's sure. like uh, Simon the Sorcerer, who wanted yeah, right. to buy the Holy Spirit, because he saw what Peter mm -hmm. was doing. And Peter said, this isn't for sale. Mm -hmm. This is an experience mm -hmm. that one goes through, mm -hmm. not just some give me some money and I'll send, send me five dollars and I'll send you a prayer cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he said it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you have the whole. You have to have it in your blood. It's you have to be born again. Yes. Yes. The new life must be born in yes. you. Like Austin Sparks talks about that. It's not something that we just mentally attain to. It's a life that is born within us. Otherwise, it becomes a system, a religion. A, oh, this is how they're doing it, so I'm going to do it that way. Because that's how they're doing church, so I'm going to do church that way. But it's the life of the Lord born within a group of people. That are willing to get their hands dirty. Yes. To smell the grapes. It requires yeah. pain and desire and sacrifice. Yeah, pain, desire, and sacrifice. I mean, it's the way of his life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and through that, Gustavo actually does make a very good wine. Yes. We come to find out as we watch different people taste it throughout mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. And at one point, um, Sam, the intern we were talking about, she tries it, and it's she's just so overwhelmed by the this this flavor. I mean, yeah. she's had wine before, mm -hmm. but she's so overwhelmed by this particular wine that has come from Gustavo and his experiences mm -hmm. that um, she's she's she kind of is attracted to him in that mm -hmm. moment for mm -hmm. the because yeah. partly brought on by this 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 new wine mm -hmm. that she is just experiencing mm -hmm. through uh, what Gustavo had to share. She's smitten with him. Mm -hmm. she's smitten. We taste of the Father's life through Christ Jesus mm -hmm. as our brothers and sisters share together, we become smitten with Christ yeah. all the more. Mm -hmm. yeah. At one point then, Gustavo is explaining to to Bo a little bit about that exchange. She liked my wine. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just really fun to see her face as she tries this wine from, you know, this, this guy who in, in some sense, you think doesn't have any, he shouldn't be in the business. He doesn't, you know. But technically, is, I mean, the people who settled in California were Spain, you know, like the immigrants. Spain, yeah, yeah. Actually, you have people coming in and kind yeah. of taking over. Yeah. So now he's the hand, but he, you know, the lower servant person who actually, his family's probably prior to generations before were the actual people who cultivated the land to bring the vineyards. Yes. You know, and so. So even though he's kind of looked maybe down upon a little bit yeah. by some of the other vineyard owners, yeah. um, the, the, the product of it mm -hmm. is, the, is shown, the experience he has yes. is shown and he's through the, the fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So finally, uh, Steven Spurrier decides on the wines that he's going to take back. Through, as he is tasting these wines, he's just... Like, you can see his attitude toward the California wine changing. Yes. He's very surprised because what he's tasting is, yes, far superior than what he expected and rivaling the French wines that he's so familiar with. Um, and so now it's time for him to take these wines back to, to France because they have to have, like, this transition period. They can't, like, he can't just take them back and then the next, you know, week then be ready for the taste test. Recover. They have to recover. Yes, so he's got to, hence the name. Yeah. So, or wine stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to get the wines over in plenty of time, and so he can't ship them behind him. Like, he needs to take them on the plane with, with him, yes. And so he gets to the desk to get on the plane, right? And, um, he is told that he can't bring these, how many, he has 24 bottles, I think? 
He wants, he doesn't want to ship them because that will damage the wine because yeah. he sees it as this fine cargo that needs to be hand carried mm -hmm. because it's, it's like a treasure. Mm -hmm. And so Bo comes up and comes up with a solution like you were saying, which is he then tells past several passengers who are standing around in line waiting to board what they're trying to do, which is to send this wine to France to be in a competition to represent mm -hmm. the, the California wines, yeah, Cal California yep. winery. And all of these people are hearing about this and they're catching this vision of, wow, yes. we're, we'll, we'll be represented. And mm -hmm. We saw this as the kingdom of God, Christ, mm -hmm. um, in these people. And so they pass out these bottles to people who say, I'll take a bottle, mm -hmm. I'll take a bottle. Mm -hmm. And all the people volunteer mm -hmm. to take a bottle and hand carry it on the plane. So I think it was, you know, we said about 26 or so yeah. bottles. And we saw, I think somebody else put this down in the notes, but we saw this as the body of Christ, the corporate yeah. man functioning together in Christ. And we all have a portion of Christ mm -hmm. yes. to carry together. Mm -hmm. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, yeah. mm -hmm. plural, um, which is Christ's life in us. Mm -hmm. And it's the kingdom of God in us by way of Christ moving from one place, mm -hmm. one city to another city, because it's, it's, it's very special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw Stephen Spurrier in this, in this sense as the Holy Spirit. You mm -hmm. know, he's trying, he's, he's moving, expressing, he's, he's taking the Christ the to the nations, if you yes. will. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the body having to work together to express Christ, to move Christ to the nations kind of thing, I yes. think is kind of cool. The Holy Spirit and the Son working together That's what I was, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. to make the that happen. The Son to make it happen. Shalom yeah. with it. You know, yeah. testify, here's your portion, you know. But they also have to be willing to receive the portion. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, and for the cause of all of California, which in our case is representing the kingdom of God. Yes. Like there being a testimony for of God. Receive the portion and handle the portion yes. according to yes. the Father's Father, desire. That's there. That's yeah. 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 So, so the, 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 mm -hmm. the different winemakers in that region, they want to be represented at this um, taste oh, yeah. test. Mm -hmm. yeah. And each one wasn't like, oh, I need to be on the plane and represent my wine. They all had a corporate mind. Yeah. Yes. Hey, we need to have a representative. Oh, that's good. Yes. yes. Of, of us. Yes. Who yes. will go for us. Who will, who will go for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they end up selecting. At first they want Jim, right. the father. They did. Right. But the, the father, father says. says the son, yeah. My son. So, but why, Bridget, did Bo, the son, have to meet Stephen Spurrier, the Holy Spirit, at the so, airport in the first place. Yes, yeah, so um, the, the, the father, Jim Barrett, has been trying to make the perfect wine. And so we talked earlier about him racking it more times than anyone had ever done before. Which, which to me speaks to his, like Allison said earlier, this, his exchange with Gustavo was kind of an unfair exchange because that wasn't the father. Jim's heart at all mm -hmm. was just to buy into this and be another vintner to be a vintner. But... He, he had that same passion and desire to want to make this perfect wine. So he was getting his own fingernails dirty. He was, he was the one walking the vineyards, the owner's footsteps kind of thing. So yeah, He had poured out his whole life for this. Yes. Uh, and so uh, when they go to bottle the wine, it's this brown. Chardonnay. This Chardonnay, which is a white wine. Yes. It is brown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single bottle of wine. 
500 bottles. It's delicious. It still tastes like. It tastes perfect. You're opening up bottles and they're tasting them like there's nothing wrong with the taste. It's just brown. It's brown. And no one's going to buy a brown Chardonnay. Chardonnay is supposed to be brown. And so, Jim, I I want to throw this out there because I was actually thinking about this when we were talking about the Gustavo clip. There's no perfect picture of the father and son. Oh, sure. And the picture breaks down eventually. And so, yeah. Exactly. That's why it's picture, not the reality. Um, and so Jim is not a perfect picture of the father throughout this whole movie. No. Bill is not a perfect picture of the son throughout this whole movie. These are just aspects of the father, the son, the spirit that we're seeing in different places as we watch the movie. Just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the father, so Jim is distraught. He, yeah. I mean, he he was already mortgaged to the hilt. Mm-hmm. Like if this. Um, this you know, is the last thing. Yeah, if, if this, it's not a crop, but whatever this, you know, Harvest. A harvest of, of wine didn't pan out, then basically he was done. And um, and so Sam, the intern, mm-hmm. uh, Bo tells her about it, and she has the idea to go talk to this wine specialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, some, some university some or something. Some, some yeah. university. Some yeah. university there. In, in UC Davis or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the area. Um, and so her and Bo drive. Right, and they take it, and um, of course, the first idea of this professor, this guy who knows all about wine, is that they they did it wrong. Right, the oxidation that he was trying so hard to get out had had there had been too much of it, and and if that was the case, then the wine shouldn't taste good. Right. Yeah. But because it actually tasted perfect, then he like was shocked, and Mm -hmm. he realized that. happens is it it is so perfectly made that it actually goes through this period of being brown but then within like 24 48 hours it ends up turning back white exactly like it's supposed to but they had they had um jim was so distraught I mean, this is where Jim, instead of being the father, is more like humanity. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Mm -hmm. You see, I mean, his son walks in, finds him on the ground. He's drinking like the, the what he thinks is the horrible wine. He's, you know, he's he's like, been, basically a, drunk. I got about a truck to to, to he haul this to the trash. Each bottle, like one's gonna maybe not be brown. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Another one. Yes. Another one. Mm-hmm. And then okay, goes back to his tries to go back to his old job. Like he just, yes, he tries to go back to his old life. And yeah. all this is happening because there are no cell phones. <laughs> and the son just can't call up his dad and say. The wine will be fine in a few days. Right. Exactly. He can't. He can't. He can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> he can't trying to drive to him, and there's car travel, yeah. and all this drama's happening, yeah. and the father, yeah. So basically, so the dad has just, he's, he's called people in to ship off all this wine because it's so devastating to him that he can't even stand to have it there. No, he just, no, he just take it and throw it, throw it out. Mm-hmm. And so, to the dump. Yeah, to the dump. Yeah. So they end up not just taking it to the dump. Because someone offers them some money for it. For the, 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 the glass. glass. Yeah, yeah, to recycle the glass. To recycle, to recycle the, the glass. glass. Um, and ends up finding perfectly fine wine. So it's saved. And so that's why he's running to the airport, because now he has good wine mm-hmm. to give. Yeah. Um, but we saw that as a picture of death. Right? Yeah. Yes, uh, the, the discoloration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, really what I saw was, especially with the, you know, seeing Jim as the humanity part of things and things, you know, you're trying to, you feel like you're doing everything right. Uh-huh. And you've staked everything on this purpose um, that you see and it's falling apart, it's dead, it's gone into death, it's like it's never going to mm-hmm. be revived, it's the end. And you really saw it as a picture of Lazarus. <coughs> that idea that the Lord allows something to last longer than what we would deem okay. Yeah. You know, and so... Right, Lazarus being dead, you know, yeah. him not going, but him letting Lazarus actually die. Yeah, and then yeah. stay dead. And then stay dead for four dead. days yeah. or however long. Yeah, and, um, you know, you, you see such a disappointment, but really what it was, it just took a couple of days, um, and you kind of just see, oh, right, you know, Lazarus is raised from the dead, essentially. And it really, Lazarus just kind of represents the things that, that need, that it can be brought out of death, and it's by resurrection. Um, and so Jim... You know, really gets to experience that letting go of you know things, yes. and, um, letting it go into death and hit out of his hands, and realizing you know it was resurrected. Mm-hmm. You know, there really wasn't anything wrong with the wine; he did fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, 
there was nothing he could do to make it turn back to nope. the color it needed to be faster, or nope. he just had to let it go. He just had to let it go. Let it go. Which can be what we can need to do sometimes with the Lord. You know, yeah. what seems hopeless really isn't. Well, and what I saw too in that it's through that process, and this is again with Jim as a picture of humanity, and Bo, his son, is a picture of the son. It's that through that process, Jim is actually then able to essentially put things in the son's hands yes. that he hadn't been able to before. Yes. Um, mm, and, yep. And it's then after that that he is saying, uh, no, my son should go. Yeah. You know, no, it's Christ. It's almost a part of the movie where you start to see the son, in a way, take over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. he had wanted this for the son, his son, to do, to mm-hmm. be a part of this. And in the natural itself, was kind of lackluster about it. But then when it got to this point, it was the son, what's his name, Bo, that wanted to take over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some some definite tension between the father and son at this point in the movie over um, some of those those specific things. And yet, if Jim had given over to the son earlier, there would have been a lot of hardship, probably avoided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yet, because of it, the son did anyway. Yeah. Basically, save save the day, save the vineyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw Bo too coming in to take up like. Bo at first really, I mean, it was kind of the both of them because Bo really didn't act like he wanted to take responsibility for anything. And it wasn't until he actually, at least I saw, saw the desire of his father's heart not being met that he actually came in and said, I have a part to play in this. I need to fill out my part in this. And so he did. You know, and then that was Jim beginning to learn, oh, I can trust my son. I can trust him to do, you know, what it is. And that's kind of what he chooses to say, no, my son will go because he's, you know, yeah. Yes. And these examples obviously are not from the father, the son. No. But mm-hmm. we're talking, yeah, these are them as more humanity yeah. pictures. Yeah. Well, and in that instance, I saw the wine itself as a picture of Christ mm-hmm. because the wine was perfect mm-hmm. just as Christ was perfect, mm-hmm. but Christ was also perfected mm-hmm. through a, a suffering, a yeah. discoloration, if you will, a, a death. Yeah. Through through the death, not just a death. He actually died um, quite physically, and um, and then was glorified. And so that wine was perfect, but still was perfected through this discoloration process unto glory, unto a unto glory and the judgment of Paris. And <laughs> And so what the Parisians got to experience then was this mm-hmm. perfect it's wine glorified. that they were sure mm-hmm. was from Paris. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely <laughs> French. Mm-hmm. So Jesus wins. If Jesus is the wine. Yes. That, that was a fun part of the movie. I'm not gonna lie, because it's a blind taste test. They have no clue what wine they're tasting, and they were so sure. Of oh yeah, I mean, there were some that they just tasted and spit out immediately. You know, it's like, oh, there's no way that's a whatever. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because the beginning of the competition for our, because it's not, is a is wine tasting. It's a competition. Sure. <laughs> you know, these are the um, elite mm-hmm. in in France. Some of all the these judges, these yes. Mm-hmm. Some of these. Um, mm-hmm. These testers of um, presidents of the wine clubs and things right. like that. Yeah. And so when they first start, they're, they're trying to identify which one is a French wine. Mm-hmm. And they, they're kind of corrected and said, no, no, it's not which one's a French wine, which one is the best wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and good too. That as, like, um, and even in this whole um, movie with Stephen Spurrier, it's like, he went to the United States, he went to Napa Valley, and he was not expecting to get good wine. He would just right. want to get different types of wine mm-hmm. to compare to the French wine who he knew in his mind yes. was the best. Mm-hmm. And he was so surprised that the wine was good. Mm-hmm. And I thought, saw that as a um, picture of the Lord because he knew he could taste life. He could mm-hmm. taste life, but the, but the people looked so different. The environment and yes. how they dressed and, and their, how they grew the, the wine, the rudimentary way that they made wine um, didn't look like it, 
they can produce anything good. But the actual produce, the actual wine itself, was amazing. So mm -hmm. he, they actually had life. Yes. He and he could recognize the life. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. No, that's good. That whole what's French, what's not. It's almost like, well, what's right and what's wrong. Right. Right. That's not what we're about. We're about life and death. What's what's Christ? Christ? Yeah, like what's Christ? Who means like us? Yeah, who means like us? Well, is it life or is it not life? <laughs> Is it good wine or not good yeah, wine? I do love it when the, the, old, the old guy with hardly any teeth offers him the guacamole. <laughs> Did I want some of that guac? Yes. 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 Did you go get guac after? Yes. Oh, we can get some after the recording. <laughs> with a glass of Chateau Molina. That's like really expensive. Well, because what's cool also is after Chateau, I think we may have already given it away. I mean, it's whatever. One, mm -hmm. everybody wanted to order it. All the restaurants said everybody, oh, did you read this in whatever magazine? Did you hear about this? It was gay. So they started ordering, can I have a bottle of 73 Chateau Madalena or whatever it is? And no, but you're the eighth person to ask in the last hour or whatever, you know, it was. Why is everybody asking for this wine? So it became quite popular. I'm sure if you could find a bottle of the 73 Chateau Monalena, it'd be... Wasn't it in the Smithsonian? Yeah, it's in the Smithsonian. Because the Smithsonian is obviously British. Empty bottle? Ooh, good question. It's the fine age. But then, at, you know, in the end, uh, Stephen Spurrier, he's in his... Um, his shop, and he's like, he's pumped, he's excited. He's like, mm -hmm. what about yeah. the wine from Argentina? From yes, Africa, now, right? yes. Like, His mind has been opened. Yeah. <laughs> Where else is there life, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like, just thinking now, so I'm putting these thoughts together. Jerusalem, the temple, it was all, that was it. Mm -hmm. But here comes this new kingdom, and that's for the whole world, all the nations. Mm -hmm. yes. yep. So, you know. U.S. We got California. We got Australia, New Zealand, Argentinian. Yes. All these wines now. It's mm -hmm. it's opened up the whole world yes. to this new kingdom. I know we're now towards the end of this podcast, but maybe we should have said the first of this podcast. Feel free to grab your favorite bottle of wine and sit back <laughs> and enjoy as we. <laughs> Or go get one and listen to us again. Or just drink wine like the Washington Movie Bottle Show. There you go. We recommend that one, yes? Yes. Yes. What got us into even doing an episode on seeing Christ in the movie, Saints, was the fact that we were challenged by a fellow. Can we call him a saint? For the movie that he recommended? He is a saint, yes. But he had a he had a movie. He said, "Hey, this is a good one. It's on Netflix, yes. whatever." So we all got together and we watched it. And we watched it. And we're gonna watch it again, right? <laughs> together. With and the truth is, we thought maybe he was like pulling a fast one on us. Yes. Like, Honestly, no, really, watch this movie. movie. Like, do you think he was like just legit? Yes. And but then because he's the type to do something, and he's totally like, done the type to do something like that. Because y'all, anyway. And, um, but then we asked him about it, and he was like, "No, for real, I totally saw the Lord." So we're gonna have to have yes, an episode Andy with him, Andy, yeah. so and Tim, because you know we interviewed Tim Bus and yes. talking with him. Oh yeah, I saw it was pretty intense, and so okay, I'm sure so he's got we'll some. Have, we'll have Andy and Tim on because they are obviously more spiritual than we. Are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so <laughs> we were stopped. I mean, there were there were some little things, things. Like, like little things. <laughs> and you're shaking his head. Well, what's fun? What's really fun though is when when we asked Andy about it, he started going into some of the things he, he saw, Naturally, and they were legit. They were, it's like, were. whoa, oh. oh, for real? No, that's legit. cool. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carry the bottle. Carry the wine. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's what we're talking about. So we decided to do a movie we could see the Lord in. <laughs> <laughs> we sound much smarter that way. <laughs> so yes, we are not uh, spiritual giants who see Christ in any and everything. Mm -hmm. They were...
keep it the secret. Other, oh, yeah. Keep it safe, yes. Yeah, yeah, if you really want to know, ask in the, <laughs> send us an email or ask in the comments. Or call up Andy, yeah, to the saints.com, to the saints radio at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, wine recommendations, <laughs> to the saints radio at gmail.com. Again, the website is to the saints. Dot com, yes? Which you really only need if you're listening to this on iTunes, otherwise you're on the website. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Glad you found us. <laughs> hey, and so <laughs> we were still, we're still, people still give a little, mm -hmm. which is encouraging because that's helped us buy a new um, headphone expander amplifier thing so we can all <laughs> listen. And... Um, Thank you. Yes, thank you. thank you for that. Well, I mean, so I, I think that's something that's not a bad thing to mention. We mm -hmm. don't need um, as much monthly like we did when we were doing the radio yes. show. Mm -hmm. But there are still some costs involved in doing this. Right. Um, equipment. Yeah. And also, we'd like we have to upgrade some of the equipment. that have to be babysat during this time. Sure. Because they can't be here while we do this. And so we, we pay some of the older kids to babysit the younger kids. Mm -hmm. So that's an expense. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, if you want to help out financially, there are still some needs for that. And, yes. And we'd welcome it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because at one point we put like the cost of the airtime and all that on the radio and we, we've yeah, cut down our costs quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'd love for you to watch the movie Bottle Shock and let us know what you guys think. Yes. Um, also, if, you know, if this goes out next next week or two, we know that there's a lot of wildfires in Roma yes. Valley and Napa Valley. And, you know, our thoughts are with everyone there. We have some precious saints we love that, that live yep. here. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely thinking about you guys. Yes. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So is that good? All right. Well, until next time, which we have another episode already working on, and we've got more working on because the Lord's working. My name's R.C. This is Allison. This is Tyler. <laughs> this is Bridget. This is Carrie. This is Andrew. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>